Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment of Cisco and Falzone Hour on Broadcasting Politics. Tonight we have a great guest, Mike Zhao, uh, who's a national recognized Asian American in the Asian American community. And uh, he's the author of Critical Race Theory and Walk Culture, American Dangerous Repeat of Chinese Culture Revolution. He'll be on in about five minutes. Um, I would say that this is appropriate for having Mike on the program tonight. Because America, as is the way it's going with the current administration, we are heading in, 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 into that territory of socialist, communist, and Marxist. And we're seeing it all over with the transhumanist, transgender, progressive, out of, out of control. And especially with the economy. new revelations. Especially with the exactly. new revelations, Cisco. They're about how uh, the, white, the Marxist Biden White House colluding with Facebook and yes. Twitter to censor, you know, anti-Biden uh, propaganda. It, it just Definitely. came out that way. And definitely, it, definitely. And, it, and, and you know, and we're all giggling and getting a kick and popping the champagne bottles at the uh, price of face of dick book stock. It's just, yeah. we are loving it. I mean, it's going to, what is it going to be, 50 soon? I mean, at one point it was pushing 300. Now it's under 100. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, uh, that's that's a, but they don't that was a stop. big revelation. But they don't, mm-hmm. you, they don't stop the crap that is hurting them. You know, I'm sorry, I've been a customer service manager. Uh, the last thing you want to do is censor, uh, you know, shut down and shadow ban your own customer base. It's not definitely. sound business. I mean, if I had a big position in Facebook stock, uh, I, I would sue them because they're not honoring their uh, fiduciary uh, duty. They're, they're playing friggin' politics with, with our company. What the hell is that? Yes, but on, on, a good, on a good news, Elon Musk took over Twitter, and I think we're heading in the right direction. With Twitter well, at least it's because... a crack in the wall. It's a big crack in the hole in the wall, on in the fortress, yes. uh, you know, in the fortress uh, Moscow. I'll call it. Definitely, definitely. Uh, on another segment, we are looking at midterm election. We're going to discuss that with, with um, Mike Shaw in, in 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 a in a couple of minutes. That is going to determine where America is going. And as of right now, it looks bearing any type of rigging or cheating that may occur. Yeah, that's what scares me. Yeah. That's what scares me. We're looking at a lot of governorships, a lot of Senate, and I definitely can say today that the House will go to the Republicans. But not just going to the Republicans. We need conservatives who are actually not just impersonating Republicans like rhinos. And I think this set of candidates like J.D. Vance in Ohio, Ron DeSantis in Florida, Blake Masters in Arizona, Carrie Lake in, in, in Arizona, 
uh, Tudor Dixon, Tudor Dixon in, in Michigan. Uh, we those are the real brand new brand types of conservatives out there. So anyway, let's bring on Mike, who has a great book out there. He's the author of Critical Race Theory and Walk Culture: America's Dangerous Repeat of China's Chinese China's Cultural Revolution. Excuse me. Welcome, Mike. Hello, Mike. Oh, Mike is on the he's on the line. Okay. Um, so that's okay. I would say, yeah, I would say that 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 election next Tuesday is going to be determining where the future of the United States will be going. Um, that is a way of. Um, <laughs> something but it could not appear in me maybe I, I, it was like maybe listen number oh yeah yes yes uh yeah i was just as a matter of fact i just um um gave you a, an introduction regarding your book yes i, I heard they, that I heard so it. definitely definitely so um welcome tonight again to um the cisco and falstone hour broadcast and politics welcome i know that that we had a a previous engagement, but you were very uh, busy, and I know you're very active. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about, in regards to your book? I love the title and your experience writing this book. Sure, sure. First, thank you for having me. You know, uh, what triggered me to write this book was in 2020, when Black Lives Matter launched a violent demonstration and they toppled down the statue of Thomas Jefferson and mm-hmm. George Washington. And also the radical left, you know, cancel many individuals who just say or write something not politically correct. So I published one book and I published an article at Daily Caller, call it out as America's Cultural Revolution because what they were doing reminded me that my painful experience living in China and my father was politically persecuted during the Cultural Revolution. And then over the last two years, I wrote this book, did many additional research in addition to my personal experience. I cited the data and facts over about 200. And then, so, my book pretty much, you know, first share with the audience what was the life during Chinese Cultural Revolution. Second, I compared, you know, what the radical left is doing with the Chinese Cultural Revolution. I found out they are using six playbook communist China used during Cultural Revolution to destroy the America. That's my second part of my book. The third part, I compare what happened in China with also what's happening here. So I draw, I give warning, what will be woke, uh, what, what will be dire consequences if we don't stop critical race theory and woke culture in America. That is pretty much, you know, uh, how, you know, what triggered me to write this book what mm-hmm. my book cover, you know, uh, what contents of my book, and so that, uh, yeah, that, that is uh, basically, sto- uh, you know, story. 
Stephanie. And what what year did you come to the United States? I uh, came here in 1992 as a poor foreign student with okay. less than $200 in my pocket. But, uh, you know, living in this great nation, I was mm-hmm. able to achieve my American dream, later become the director of global planning at Siemens Energy. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, the American dream that uh, everyone comes here to, to uh, achieve. And... and Living in China, because I've been, I've traveled to China. I, I travel all uh, from um, Xi'an City, Beijing, uh, Shanghai, uh, Guangzhou, that area. And I noticed one of the things that I noticed when I was down there. And correct me if I'm wrong. I felt like majority of the Chinese people were like robots. You know, they they didn't. They were afraid. I can see it in their faces. Uh, it's like the surveillance is so intense. And one of the things that really blew me away was one of our, uh, my, my son was learning Mandarin at that time, simplified Mandarin, and we were on a tour, and one of the, par- the other parents decided to get on the, on, on, on the computer and was critical of one of the restaurants that we went and the next day, he was not able to access his email or log in because they had basically blocked him. Uh, because yeah, of a bad it, restaurant review. You know what? One of the commissars <laughs> must have owned that. <laughs> well, I, I, wanted, I wanted to get that confirmation, uh, Mike. And, and, uh, is that uh, like the uh, right assumption? That I was uh, you know, I, I just want to tell you, today's China well, is already significantly better in like during Cultural Revolution. During Cultural Revolution, everyone was indoctrinated. They cannot say anything, deviate from parties' lines, like parties' propaganda. They cannot criticize even mention any like uh, criticize the leaders in, in, uh, even in private. You know, actually, during Chinese Cultural Revolution, one mother and uh, criticized Chairman Mao privately, and then his son reported his uh, crime, basically his like language, right? Uh, her, her language, like, uh, uh, like reported her, uh, her like anti-revolution language to the police, and the uh, second day, the the mother was, you know, killed. were were really murdered without a trial. That is the kind of situation. Absolutely, you know, the censorship is here, you know, very significantly in uh, China right now. But you know, what triggered me writing this book is I worry about the censorship in America. We're doing the same thing. We're going to that way. That's something worried me. Right, right, right. So. What signs, besides critical theory in the walk culture, when when did did you start comparing what's going on, uh, what happened in China, in the in the, in the Chinese Cultural Re- Revolution, with what's happening here? Because we're not having an American Revolution; we're actually having a Chinese Revolution. Would that be a precise uh, assumption? I mean, a precise. Uh... Uh... No, not, not not exactly. 
I would say, why? Because China was also victim of Marxism, right? Cultural yeah. revolution was not invented you know, in China. Actually, you know, it was the economic Marxism, right? And uh, when they invented the class struggle theory, they want to overthrow the capitalists. They uh, falsely claim, you know, the, like uh, the capitalist landlord explore the parents. They divide the Chinese people as oppressors, which is that time uh, they, they, they label landlords. And they label the parents, other people, workers as oppressed. Today, America is doing the same thing, label just changes the class struggle to racial struggle, using critical race theory, label mm-hmm. Americans as oppressors, which is they, they, they label like the white people, and also people of color as oppressed, right? So they all, uh, I want to say both China and uh, like uh, also America, we are the victim of Marxism. Another right. thing I want to share with your audience Actually, the woke, the woke culture, right? The, the, the term woke is not invented in America. About 60 years ago, the communists right, in China, uh, they label people, they give people some kind of recognition. If you are indoctrinated by Karl Marx, communist class struggle theory, you pay sympathy to the parents and then that, you know, that means you're already awoke, you know, in China oh. called Chuevu. So, you know, what's happening is really the, like, economics, Marxism, uh, you know, actually destroy, trigger the Chinese Cultural Revolution. Right now, the, uh, the cultural Marxism is uh, triggering, like, uh, the Cultural Revolution in America. Right, right. But what... And correct me if I'm wrong, one distinction is the military in the United States has been woke. But uh, in, exactly. China, in China, in China, the Chinese military, they're not basically allowing transgenders to be part of the military. Here they are. So no, no, they, they don't. Actually, transgender, at least in the 1960s, when Cultural Revolution uh, happened uh, that was banned, right? Uh, communists never like love the you know, uh, homosexual or transgender that kind of yes, thing. Yes, exactly. But uh, you know, but the similar similarity, you know, actually before the Cultural Revolution, uh, Chairman Mao, who is a dictator, who was a dictator, mm-hmm. he's like a big supporter, a general called Lin Biao, and uh, actually indoctrinates all the Chinese soldiers learning Chairman Mao's book. So that is the same similarity. I guess I, I can share with like major things, you know, major similarity. Uh, one is really indoctrinated citizens in China. The communists started a nationwide indoctrination of class struggle theory in 1962. Mm. Four years later, they trained, brainwashed over 10 million you know, Red Guards, young people, launched violent cultural revolution. Today, Joe Biden wants to indoctrinate K-12 students nationwide mm-hmm. using the federal funds. Right. I, would, I joined the national fight, defeated less efforts, but many blue states, they're still doing that, right? 
So right. the indoctrination changes the history. The, the, like uh, in China, Red Guards toppled down all the Chinese historic temple. They uh, even like uh, uh, did that to Confucius, which is uh, regarded as a sage in Chinese history. Here, the Black Lives Matter, they support the top down Tom Jefferson, George Washington statue uh, in San Francisco. Re- they rename, try to rename 20 high schools, right? Following mm-hmm. the, uh, also, they invented a so-called 1619 project, try to rewrite American history. This is, they are doing exactly the same as China's Cultural Revolution. And uh, actually, uh, my book lists totally six similarities, uh, you know, to really show uh, America's Cultural Revolution is happening. Uh, sure. But it's not as bad as China yet, but if we don't stop that, it could be as bad as, you know, what's happening in China. Where can we get your book? Do you have a website where you can get your book? Because I think it's, it's, it's every American, every human being out there should be getting your book. Uh, to learn and understand what the China, China uh, Cultural Revolution is really impacting American, the American culture. Uh, yes, it's on. Uh, it's at Amazon, and just a search uh, called "America's Dangerous Repeat of China's Cultural Revolution," or search by my name, Mike M I K E, last name Zhao Z H A O. Okay, definitely. We'll, we'll 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 promote it also on on our site. Now, what's the difference you've seen? Uh, first of all, have you gone back to China? Oh no. Uh, uh, actually, I went back last time it was 2019, but okay. currently they have you know all the lockdowns. And the, they don't, uh, you know, when we tra- if uh, like when anybody travel to back, uh, travel to China, they will like uh, 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 put you in the hotel uh, like uh, for three weeks or something. And right, it's very troubling. And so right now, uh, you know, most Chinese Americans don't want to travel back. You know, it's extremely costly. They want to see their loved ones, but they have to be like insulated in the like hotel for three weeks, four weeks. Uh, you probably uh, heard they like if there's some like uh, somebody had uh, like COVID nineteen in a city, they lock down the whole city. Mm-hmm. A lot of things ridiculously happen uh, in happening in China. So uh, I have not been back. I have not. Uh, Visited there for three years already. You're right about uh, being expensive because the this whole uh, if you go to Shanghai or Beijing, I mean the cost is really astronomical to just go there. But Wuhan, Wuhan was the critical point where the the virus was created in Wuhan. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the whole restriction of the Chinese, the PLA, the People's Liberation Army, and the Chinese Communist Party, they were, were the ones that basically were part of this whole pushing out the virus out there to the whole world. And one of the questions I have for you, 
many in your conversation with many many uh, Chinese families or Chinese uh, friends, did they ever give the perspective? Did they ever get the perspective from the CCP that they knew what was going on? I tell you, okay. Uh, number one, this is like Chinese government is highly secret, you know. If they have some, uh, like, uh, made mistake uh, in the lab and, it, you know, uh, allow the, like, uh, virus in the camera, all this kind of things, they pretty much try to shut down the information, right? So yeah. I have not really get any direct, uh, like, uh, people telling me that. And, uh, but, uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, uh, also, I want to say in my book, actually, I wrote, it's really a shame for, like, the media here to really shut down the Wuhan lab theory, right? So, it's really, this kind of censorship is really, like, hurting America, public, uh, like, uh, uh, information, people's rights to get the right information. Yeah, it's a, it's a very... Uh, damaging and uh, uh, also like uh, from my uh, my view, Wuhan is not not really close to any mountains, close to a lot of animals. But right. so when this thing happens, you know the really the, uh, the like, like lab leak theory. There's some <laughs> like I think uh, yeah, there's that many evidence point out that way. You know. Definitely, and 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 one of, one of, one of, uh, thank you for for uh, giving us that perspective. But another thing about the comparisons between China, Cultural Revolution, China China's economy, the U.S. economy, and the current American culture that's going in, in the wrong directions, following uh, the Chinese Cultural Revolution, it's the economy part of it. I mean, we've had we've heard about Evergrande, all these real estate, all these ghost towns in in China, all over China, mainland China, and the the current economy situation that the Chinese government is facing, you know, especially now that uh, Joe Biden signed an executive order that basically tells uh, no semiconductor chips can be built in China, and if you do, you get penalized. Aren't both countries, China and the United States, really having economic issues that can affect the, that cultural revolution? That, that would uh, be my question. Yeah, I want to, you know, yeah, yeah thank you for, for a you know, very good question. But I want to, you know, clarify one very important thing, right? You know, today, what do you see? Uh, China has already become second largest economy in the world. It's mm-hmm. not a result of a cultural revolution. It's actually, it was Deng Xiaoping, a leader, the leader after like uh, Chairman Mao, right? He wisely stopped the class struggle movement launched by Chairman Mao. He refocused the, like, uh, the China from like communist class struggle to the economic development, he opened the door, learned from America, learned from the West. So that, that's called reform and open policy. That is because this policy and the communists took, uh, like, give Chinese people more freedom because Chinese people wanted to have a happy life, right? 
So mm-hmm. they release the energy and then so make uh, grow the Chinese economy. So it's not really the communist or Marxist doctrine help China to grow economy, but it's really the Western free market system and uh, they learned really help. It was it is really Chinese people, you know, hardworking Chinese people build that economy. That's something I want to emphasize. Actually, last year, in, uh, I wrote an op-ed in National Review, point out, really, you know, it's not really the communist ideology helps China. It's really the Western, you know, like uh, like free market system. A lot of things helped. So, as, as as a matter of fact, I want to point out. I mentioned in other shows, actually, the radical left. And Biden are not as wise as Deng Xiaoping, the Chinese leader. Why? Because Deng Xiaoping wisely stopped class struggle in China. But mm-hmm. as a radical left and Joe Biden wants to, want to launch a racial struggle in America. That is equally divisive, equally damaging. So they are they are not you know in comparison they are, they are worse you know Joe Biden <laughs> and. <laughs> like, uh, like left, are even worse. <laughs> That's interesting. That's good. That's good. Uh, they're, they're, actually, you're you're absolutely correct. They're worse. Yeah, they're they're cowards. They're actually yeah. cowards. Uh, but but getting back to this this um, c- the comparison between China and, and, and the United States, do you see that both countries? especially with the current administration right now, both countries are basically hanging by the threat because their economies, you know, are out of control. Uh, the inflation, uh, the, 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 the rembent and the dollar, they're, they're, they're struggling. You know, the inflation, the, the, the cost of, of, of living, uh, everything's going up. Um, that, it's probably the biggest fear that the Chinese Communist Party faces in China, the fact that they don't want an uprise. They want to keep their people happy to a certain extent, because in the same thing they're trying to do here in the United States. So there seems to be a struggle. Would, would that be a correct assumption? Uh, yeah, they have struggle, but unfortunately, I want to tell you, you know, right now the lockdown policy in China already, you know, makes many Chinese people extremely suffering, and then also cause you know some of supply issue, right, to America, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, I think uh, like the war uh, launched by Russia invade uh, Ukraine. Pretty much drive up the energy uh, plus Joe, Joe Biden's uh, you know climate change policy. These two things drive up energy price, but the lockdown in China also you know contributed to the bottleneck of the like uh, of the, the supply issue. Right today, I heard like uh, the supply manufacturing basically assembly company of the Apple, the iPhone you know assembly in China being locked down. Right. So if this thing happens, if there's no enough supply, the price will go up, right? So right. It is right now, unfortunately, 
the government over there is making a very you know stupid policy. Uh, right now, the think about that COVID nineteen. They are not as lethal as two years ago or one year ago. They are they like that. The damage to an individual, a person, just like a common flu, right? There's no reason to lock down the whole nation or whole city. But by doing that, uh, they are hurting Chinese economy and then uh, uh, give so many suffering to the Chinese people. Also, they are hurting America's economy because the supply is in shortage. Yes, yes, that's that's where that semiconductor chips were basically told that the that Joe Biden's uh, executive order basically destroyed the semiconducting uh, process or assembly of Chinese um, production in. China, and that that would basically hurt the Chinese people and also hurt the Chinese government. I don't know if yeah. you've heard about the the semiconductor. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. Actually, you know that one, I guess, is more for strategic reason, right? So, like, uh, you know, uh, because uh, uh, actually, uh, uh, it, it is uh, the like uh, the. Uh, it is really the, the uh, Chinese government wanted to really uh, uh, rapidly catch up with America, but in the meantime, they don't really uh, want to implement a, a democracy. Uh, you know, so uh, in this case, uh, I, uh, if say they can, if they, uh, they the only technology they don't have right now is semiconductor. You know, if they have all the technologies, they may build a you know, very powerful military, right, compete uh, against the U.S., right? So that, that's something, you know, I, I want to tell you, I used to work at Siemens, right? You know, when right. we look at supply, we basically we categorize as a two category. One is called a commodity. Anybody can manufacture, like your clothing, your shoes, right? So, you know, like some like regular supplies, like food, this kind of thing. So in this case, we don't, we should not care about who produced that. You know, like Vina, like Thailand or Mexico, you know, we don't, we just buy the, you know, the, the, the low cost with good quality. But the strategic supply, just like, uh, you know, high-end semiconductor, like uh, computers, you know, they, uh, telecommunications, these kind of things are also some of the medical supplies. We should control ourselves or either produce here or have all reliable partner alliances, right, to build that. So, you know, I, I think uh, uh, that one absolutely will create more tension between the two countries, but strategically, you know, I think uh, that that's something for national security. Yes, yes, that's that's. Um, I can see that, but that 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 also will make um, Taiwan more 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 interesting. But uh, let me see. We have two five four. Do you have a question for Mike? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah, we can't hear anything. Not right now. 
Okay, thank you, thank you. Just let, let us know when you when you're ready to ask. So, uh, as I was saying, doesn't that make since the uh, Joe Biden just crippled the semiconductor uh, industry in China, doesn't that make China trying to make uh, Taiwan the nineteenth province in China uh, yeah. more important? Uh, yeah. More important. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, uh, can you like uh, some some audience say they they say they cannot hear anything or they cannot hear the like uh, an, another uh, like uh, audience or they cannot hear what I'm talking? No, they can hear it now. Yeah, they have their volumes down. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they they're able to. The the person I just asked um, doesn't have a question right now. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So getting back, doesn't it make it more? enticing for China to invade Taiwan uh, due to the, the, the U.S. crippling their semiconductor industry? Uh, there is a possibility. Uh, there is a possibility. But the, the good thing is uh, if you look at the, you know, the failing invasion of the Russia, right, and uh, the Chinese government, uh, they have to think twice, right? So, you know, uh, America, actually, we have... Uh, in the in terms of high tech communication, many areas were much superior than Russia, right? So we have still leading technology. Our weaponry is very, uh, you know, advanced. You know, like if you look at the like traditional weaponry, not not a nuclear, and actually our weaponry is much stronger, much advanced than Russia's, right? So they were think twice. They were think twice. Okay. Um, Mike, um, Mark, question for yes. um, or comment to for. Uh... Yeah, no, I just oh, wanted yes. to say I I don't think the mainland Chinese will invade Taiwan because doing so would destroy the very semiconductor industry infrastructure that they're seeking. Um, I think they'll just continue to intimidate and bully and proceed in, along those lines, and also. Uh, I don't underestimate Taiwan. Uh, I would think an, an overt invasion of the island, one of the retaliations Taiwan would do would be destroying the major Chinese ports on their east coast. Uh, you know, the Taiwanese just don't have to beat back an invasion, uh, you know, similar to the uh, Israelis crossing the Suez and coming around the Egyptian army type of deal. So uh, I, I think the Chinese understand that. And also what the guest said about uh, the Taiwanese weaponry, you know, coming from us uh, it is very advanced. Although the Chinese military scares the bejesus out of it. I also wanted to say this. I wrote an article years ago about how the Chinese people themselves are so impressive. I mean, look at their history. You know, starting in the 19th century, you know, they undergo the European colonization and fighting and the fighting for independence, then the uh, internal civil wars, then the horrible Japanese invasion and what that did to the country. Then after World War II and the Japanese were, were, were done scorching a large part of the nation, then they went into civil war between the nationalists and, and the communists. Now, unfortunately, Mao won, but 
how they came through all this warfare and death. I, you know, one thing that really it put an impression on me, I saw an 8-millimeter film. I don't know if it was from the Japanese Army or some kind of press, but it was in Nanking, and they were in an apart- a very high apartment building, and they were running the camera, and in every direction, at the intersection, the Japanese had already piled bodies of the civilians, and as far as the eye could see in all the four cardinal directions were piles of bodies at every intersection. I, I, the horror of that, because these were all civilians. I mean, these, these weren't army people. Uh, you know, the famous rape of Nanking, obviously. But to see something like that with your own eyes, nine millimeter, unedited, uh, I, again, the, uh, the respect I have for the Chinese people and what they've endured and where they are now, and if they could only get rid of these damn Marxists, just like the problem we have, by the way, uh, I mean, I mean the, the country would, if they were free, would surpass us eventually because of their size. And with, uh, you know, unfettered capitalism. Uh, that's all definitely, I have to definitely. say. Thank you. Yeah, Mark, I want to say I pretty much agree what you said. One also <laughs> give you one. Uh, yeah. So, so basically, like, uh, we have, you know, we, we just have, like, uh, you know, dictatorship. We have Marxism really... I really harm China, right? Harm Chinese people. But from a cultural heritage, we do have great cultural heritage. Heritage. Chinese people are hardworking, and actually, many Chinese people. When I go a visit there, they when when they spoke with me, they love America. You know. So uh, one data I want to share with your audience, right? In mm-hmm. Southeast yeah. Asia, you know, uh, you know, ethnic Chinese take up about 6% of population in Southeast Asia. Wow. However, they created over 70% of wealth in Southeast Asia, right? Because, you know, Chinese people emphasize education, highly motivated, you know, uh, love the family, and uh, discipline, have a lot of discipline, you know? Uh, like uh, in America, the Chinese, uh, uh, you know, in uh, during the uh, Chinese Exclusion Act, we were among the most discriminated three racial group. But by after World War Two in 1960s, we joined the rank as the model, uh, model minority in America. Right, right mm-hmm. now Asian Americans are regarded as the highest uh, income, best educated racial group. Uh, we really. Well, key contributor to the high-tech industry here, lot of engineers, and also taxpayer economic prosperity. So I think, Mark, I, I, I really agree with what you, uh, you said. That's Thank good. You. That's Thank good. You. you know, and I wanted to say, all the Chinese families that I've known, and I grew up in New York City, I've known many. All of the families were admirable, you know, family-oriented, hard-working, hard-studying, uh, you know, as compared to some fourth-generation or third-generation lazy-ass American, they run rings around them. Yeah, unfortunately, we, we suffer from a communist. I want to tell you, 
all traditional culture Confucian value, not 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 a Confucian institute, right? Confucian institute is government like uh, like uh, uh, really uh, action have nothing to do with our uh, culture. You know, in our traditional culture, we emphasize you know humanity, emphasize trust, and emphasize the social order, respect, right, and emphasize justice. But when communism took over China, they totally you know, during the like uh, uh, Cultural Revolution, they totally destroyed, they called the shadow, uh, shadow, the four oaths. So all the culture, yeah. all the tradition, all the habits totally be, uh, be destroyed. So that, that's the reason, uh, you know, Chinese moral value be deteriorated because all become communism, Cultural Revolution. Yep. Definitely, definitely. What it said, you know, have uh, you guys see, have you heard about those massive subterranean man-made caverns in, I think it's uh, northeast China? Uh, I, they left pillars 10 stories high inside the caverns. That's how huge they are. And there's several of them. I think there's four I read and saw and the thing is you look around is where w- did where is the rock that they pulled out of there it had to be millions of tons of rock and you look by the caverns and it's not there it's like how the hell did these chinese people do this it, it it's <laughs> it's one of the one of the wonders of the ancient world and it wasn't categorized initially because it wasn't even discovered yet. But, I mean, 10-story pillars in these caverns. I, yep. You yeah. know, that, that's Pretty high. Amazing. That's real high. Very, yeah. very. Go it, ahead, Mike. It, it, it's amazing. It, yeah, it, I, it's, I, it's like a Puma Puku and Machu Pico type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I guess... Uh, Probably I'd like to really share with uh, all like uh, the the lesson learned from Chinese Cultural Revolution the right. dire consequences if we don't stop the CRT and woke culture. You know, it's a very it's a same similar thing to what happened to China, right? If we don't stop the critical race theory and the woke culture, America are likely to become a nation that is divided by racial identity. And yeah. focus on racial struggle, right? We'll be we'll no longer provide equal opportunity, but it discriminate against its citizens based on skin color, like affirmative action, discriminate against Asian and white is happening. We will we are be, we'll become oppressive nation, use censorship, uh, cancel culture, and even violence to silence its oppositions. It's happening. It's beginning. Okay. We become a nation. Don't edu- focus educating our children to pursue a good life, but indoctrinating innocent children to become social justice warrior, a social justice warrior yes. to tear down the nation. Right? We yes. will lo- lose our proud history and invaluable cultural heritage, our funding principles. Right? Many values our founding father advocate. We will lose technology leadership and the also economic prosperity. Why? Because the radical left want to impose racial equity. They will destroy meritocracy. And also we become 
like uh, one party authoritarian because after they indoctrinated our children, after they silenced opposition, they will become, you know, America will become China, will become one party authoritarian nation. So that is how dangerous, you know, if we don't stop critical race theory, don't stop like war culture, if we don't elect Republicans, you know, mm. in the middle term election. Definitely. Uh, I, I totally agree. 254, you have a question for Mike. Yes. What's the worst experience you had in China? Oh, I tell you, you know, during the Cultural Revolution, my father suffered political persecution. He was publicly humiliated, tortured, and lost freedom for five years. But even this political persecution did not stop there. My grandparents used to be the landlord, uh, landlord right? Simply because that, they were forced to relocate from city to a poor mountain village. And uh, like there was no tap water, no electricity, no nearby clinics. That time I was six years old. I had to go with them to take care of them because my grandpa uh, uh, already disabled. My grandma already had heart attack symptoms. And then a few months later, I lost my grandma because she suffered heart attack. And all, it, ever since that, my family suffered extreme poverty, and I lost my mom. Uh, you know, many years later, she passed away. Uh, you know, uh, very young at 47. That is the worst, you know, nightmare I had. Also, because uh, it actually one thing I compared is really well, because communists use radical ideology to rule, to govern the country. They banned the free market system. They also like uh, adopted so-called planned economy. They banned the private internship, uh, entrepreneurship. Because, and also everything, everybody was rewarded. Just to give everybody a job in the city, but everybody only rewarded by seniority. So no innovation. Nobody was motivated to really to work, to produce, right? You guess what? Economy collapsed. Everything was uh, in shortage, uh, in like, like a rice, clothes, you know, also meat. Everything was rationed. Each wow. urban citizen, like me, only get two pounds, basically one kilo of like, meat for whole month. Even with that, it's in, it was in shortage. When I was about 12, 13 years old, I had to get up in the morning, like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, you know, waiting in line for eight hours or more in order to buy some meat. That, that, that is the kind of life I lived through, you know, if cultural revolution happened, you know. So in, in America, you know, we will lose all economic prosperity. Right, right, definitely. And also the, the, the fact that under, under Mao, the number of people that were killed, astronomical. I mean, under, under Chairman Mao, Lenin, Stalin, all these communists have killed more people in history than any, anyone else. Uh, okay. Yeah, almost yeah, 100 million to... between them. Almost 100 million between them. Uh, yes, yes. Actually, you know, uh, in terms of like total population, probably the worst. You know, when Mongol, you know, in, uh, conquered the world, 
maybe percentage-wise, Mango probably uh, killed more, but in total number of people, actually communist is worse than uh, Hitler in, uh, in, in Germany in terms of murder, right? So, uh, like, uh, also, not only murder, like the policy, disastrous policy, like in China, doing, uh, like, Chairman Mao launched called a great leap forward, starved over 30 million Chinese people to death. Same thing happened to, like, Russia, right? Starting starved also, like, millions of Ukraine to death, right? Right. Definitely. What, what, one of the things that I, I want to touch on, and we'll come back to China, is the midterm elections next Tuesday. You ran for, uh, you attempted to run for, for office this past year. Uh, how do you see, and you live in the state of Florida, how do you see uh, the political environment, the political uh, situation in Florida and throughout the, the country? What's your take on it? Oh, I think I'm very uh, like optimistic because uh, you know, unfortunately, after Biden took over, he adopted many radical policies from the left, and then we are suffering the inflation. We are we're fighting the cultural war, right? We're doing lots of people already wake up. So I think uh, you know we are, we were going to absolutely win back the the Congress. And then, in terms of senator, I think we also have very good chance to win back. We must do that. If we don't do that, you know, Biden and the radical left will absolutely accelerate America's cultural revolution. They will indoctrinate our children. They will, you know, support using so-called misinformation law or something to really, uh, you know, uh, really make the censorship even worse. So these kind of things we have to stop. Definitely. But I think I think on a positive note, Mike, uh, critical race theory, a lot of parents are, uh, I mean, it's, we're not there yet, but I think a lot of parents have, are waking up and they're basically, a lot of them are, are becoming uh, board members, you know, um, they're, they're fighting back. And in regards to the wall culture, we're seeing that when uh, PayPal was going to impose a fine for spreading misinformation, they they had a they had a pushback. I mean, they had a pushback, and they had to uh, basically say, "Okay, we're not going to do that." So I think I think we, in, in my opinion, I believe we're we're actually waking up and and, and fighting back. Do you see it that way? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, you know, after I call it out as a cultural revolution, uh, you know, when the radical left tried to indoctrinate third grade uh, in California, some Chinese American parents already spoke out. A lady called uh, uh, Xi Van Fleet, she's also a Chinese American. She also joined the fight in Northern County against critical race theory. Yes. But, uh, but I think it's a good start, but it's not there yet. I want to tell you, the indoctrination already very seriously because mm-hmm. 200 colleges teaching uh, critical race theory yeah. and also many terminologies invented by critical race theory already been disseminated. For example, the term uh, systemic racism, the term racial equity, 
the term like white privilege. You know, all these things already been indoctrinated to the whole society. People, you know, many people already uh, accept that that is something, okay, it's part of American society. Uh, just like uh, class struggle happened in China. I tell you, uh, during Cultural Revolution, in like uh, Chinese marriage certificate, it prints Chairman Mao's words that say, don't forget class struggle, um, which means your spouse could be your class enemy, you know? Think about that. So, they, they, you know, so I, I guess it's a good start, but we have to continue fight, and then we should totally eliminate this a lot of nonsense, a lot of lies. Actually, one of the comparisons I made in my book is, you know, coming to China, uh, uh, use the lie to justify their moral authority. Here is the same thing. Justice, Smollett, uh, Michael Brown, all kinds of, you know, story disseminated by the media actually turned out to be a lie. Right. Correct. Correct. Uh, we have about six minutes left. I want to touch, I've been dying to, to ask you this question ever since you, you were going to come on. This whole oppression and tortures attacks that have been going on for a long time with Falun Gong, and also with uh, now with the uh, Muslim community oppressing Muslims and, and harvesting organs. Because a lot of Americans are totally baffled when I've spoken to them. And it's like, do you know that basically a, a Falun Gong member who is pretty healthy, those organs are worth millions and millions. And the Chinese, uh, the Communist Party, they benefit from the killing of these individuals, and now also doing the same thing to the Muslims in uh, southern China. Uh, I, you know, I learned basically. Uh, I think uh, that's called Wu Hongda. Somebody, uh, 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 one person actually he disclosed a lot of information. Mm-hmm. In the past, you know, I, I think they harvest the organs, right, from a prisoner, if, say, somebody been sentenced to death, right, they harvest that. So that happened, especially during Cultural Revolution. But recently, I guess, you know, they already have reporting about the concentration camp. They put, like, a Muslim people to do some, like, the brainwash, this thing happening. But uh, I guess the, uh, the, the story about the a Falun person being like executed, the harvest organ. I have not get a direct evidence yet, but uh, you know, the, the, right now the situation is okay in China. If you have protest and like, uh, and then very likely you can, you will be like put into the prison, and then you know you will, you know, it's very unlikely you get a, uh, like uh, uh, like the uh, the 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 trial and a fair, a the, fair the trial, fair, fair tri- yeah, fair you know, trial. It's very unlikely. So uh, right now, the 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 really the any political opposition in China uh, that pretty pretty much none exists at this moment. Right, right. Because we, I, I got a chance to see a movie with my um, my 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 wife, uh, and 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 um, it was basically filmed about Falun Gong and what that's how I learned about the whole situation 
But anyway, uh, once again, uh, where can we get your book uh, and um, a website that most people can go and, 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 and read your stories and, and, and your experience? Yeah, I you know I don't have like a dedicated website for my book yet, and just please go to Amazon.com, search my name Mike Zhao, last name Z H A O. My book's title is Critical Race Theory and World Culture: America's Dangerous Repeat of China's Cultural Revolution. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Couple, couple more things that I wanted to touch on. Do you do you see, uh, based on your analysis in regards to the elections, uh, midterm elections next Tuesday, that that the red states, the red states like Florida, like Texas, um, are going to be able to combat the cheating that is definitely going to come from the Democrats, like with the mail-in balance and also the uh, early early voting. Do you see that uh, the red states really uh, doing a better job than they did in 2020? I, yes, absolutely. Because you know, like uh, Texas, Georgia, Florida, we're all enacted new laws, right? I think uh, our like philosophy is easy to vote, hard to cheat, right? So I think uh, you know I I'm you know optimistic about that. But at this moment, for other blue states, I'm not so confident. But even with, uh, you know, regardless of the situation, I always encourage Republicans or independents to go vote for, you know, Republican candidates. If we, you know, we, we just say, okay, that would be possibly cheat, we don't vote, end of the day, you know, uh, Democrats will take advantage of that. Yeah, Mark, you have a last question? Or, yes, no, no, of course. Two. I just wanted to say we're sponsored by Students for a Better Future, a 5013C. Uh, we have a website, studentsforabetterfuture.com, for donations. They are tax-free. We're a 501C3. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so the last, uh, my, the last is going to be, where do you see um, in the short term, the the relationship between the China, China culture revolution and the American culture revolution that is happening right now, which really is, is, is the China culture revolution. Where do you see that in the short term and where do you see that in, in the long term? I guess, you know, it really depends on the middle-term election. If we have, you know, uh, you know our leaders, conservative leaders step up, right? And then, but I want to have a final word. I encourage especially young then read my book to defend and to reject indoctrination. Fantastic. Well, Mike, thank you. It's, it was a pleasure to have you on the program uh, you really uh, opened up a lot of eyes uh, hearing um, what actually the, the experience you had living in a communist Marxist country and how that knowledge that you bring can really help a lot of Americans to open and wake up. Thank you. It's a great pleasure, you know, to talking with you, uh, to talk with you. Anytime, anytime. And good luck, and, and uh, we'll, we'll be looking at the uh, elections in Florida and throughout the whole nation next, next Tuesday. All right. 
God bless America. Yeah, All right. Bye. Bye. So next week we'll have another exciting guest on the Cisco and Falstone Hour. Good night. Good night. Good night. Have a good one.